was everybody ready to go, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we made the decisions we thought were the right decisions for our team and um, some based on depth, some based on just wanting to get guys opportunities to, you know, get in there. And I always think it's good for backs to carry the ball in the preseason, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of things that happen when you're getting tackled and hit that you can't simulate in practice. So um, I think all our guys had the ball tonight. All our, all our guys either caught it or, um, you know, were handed the ball and had to get, you know, tackled and, um, you know, we can't really simulate that or rip that in practice. Whacking that thing around. Two over to the left, two to the right. Settles into the pocket. Cottrell out of the backfield. Has it in the end zone. Touchdown, Jaguars. Bolton was trying to get over there for the Raiders in coverage. Almost got there for an interception. But instead, Cottrell hauled it in. And the Jaguars are in the end zone for the first time tonight. Things got testy. What are we? What makes us what we are? and what we're gonna be. I think it's that right there, it's grit. And what does it mean? In a nutshell, I think it means this. We'll go a little bit longer, we'll push a little harder, and we'll think a little deeper and a little sharper. It means we're unbreakable. Like to me, it means we'll play anywhere. We'll play on grass, we'll play on turf, we'll go landfill, doesn't matter. And that's what we gotta be. That's who we have to be. Because we'll tread water as long as it takes to bury you. Let's go to work, man. It's about to be fun. O and D. You just crushed my dreams. Sadness. That's the one. Coming up tomorrow, right here on ESPN Las Vegas, will be Throw the Flag with Gooch from Comp and Willie Ramirez. Um, and you guys have an update for me from Willie Ramirez with a good answer to our last question. Uh, yeah, from Willie, and this is our last question about hurting yourself in a weird way. Does tearing your meniscus when pivoting to get my seat in the VGK media room after daddy scores the OT winner less than a week after he's traded really, <laughs> but he really wasn't count? And uh, yeah, I said it absolutely counts, especially when you're around that soft media. I think I think Willie wins that question. Yes. Oh, there's no question about that. Yeah, Willie wins I, that question. Until Jared like actually gets his arm pulled out of the socket by this dog <laughs> by he's <the> walking. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Willie is is winning that question, no doubt about it. So yeah, check out Throw the Flag tomorrow. <laughs> should should at you 9 tear your meniscus around soft media, or should it be like the hard nosed Philly media? Oh, um, soft media. Yeah, yeah. you want to do it around soft yeah, media. VGK they'll they'll soft be nice media. to you. Yeah, yeah, they'll be nice to you. Hard media in Philly. I don't know. They might they might make fun of you. <laughs> they might whack your other knee to get it to, to uh, hurt your other one too. That's right. That's right. Got to get the scoop. All right. I do have one last question for you on the Raiders preseason win over the Jacksonville Jags yesterday. Is there anything from the Raiders good defensive performance that you took away? No. And I know okay. Q talked about Nate Hobbs, but it, it, I, I just can't take much away from who didn't play on their defense and who they were playing. Okay. Uh, I have one specific play that is, uh, Hey, we're going to overreact to one play. Coons. The, the first third down that the Jags had in that game, so Jonathan Abram and Trayvon Merrick, both safeties played in the first series there. The first third down that Jacksonville had was like a third and seven or something like that. And it was an incomplete pass. But Abram, on that play, played as a deep safety, right? They played two guys as deep safeties on that play. He wasn't up near the line of scrimmage. He wasn't playing like a linebacker, wasn't in the intermediate range. He was a deep safety. And the pass that was incomplete was like a 
12 to 15 yard sort of out routes that Jacksonville was trying to complete. For whatever reason, Jonathan Abram came running up to bite on some shorter play after the ball had been thrown. So had this pass been completed, Jonathan Abram, who is a deep safety on that side of the field, would have been the one to go make a play and make a tackle, was completely out of position. So had this been completed, we would have been talking about, oh my God, how is this guy still the starting safety of this team? They cannot put him as a deep safety. But it was incomplete because the Jags didn't play any actual good players. But that was my one takeaway from the game is that they tried Jonathan Abram as a deep safety on a third down, and it definitely didn't work. Okay. And so it's still, John Abram still has, a, has, has some problems other than if he's at the line of scrimmage tackling people. Yeah, I do not believe they're just going to be able to get away with Abram playing as a deep safety this year. I think he's, he's obviously a heavy hitter, and there's some sort of role. There's going to have to be a role for him because they didn't replace him. But I think we're going to see at some point in the season when it's a third and long or whatever, Abram's not on the field. Or right. if he is, he's he's one of the defensive backs that has a responsibility close to the line of scrimmage because you just – I mean, we saw last year that the Chiefs just ran a running back at him, and that was too much for him to handle deep down the field. So I don't think that's going to change much this season. But otherwise, the defense was good against uh, non-Trevor Lawrence Jags, which sounds like a terrible team to have to watch. Oh, um, yeah. So, all right. Here's what I want to talk about in this segment. Dave Ziegler gave a quote to The Athletic about the Raiders being good now. And he said, let's go try to be as good as we can right now. Try to compete right now. For me, it's like, why wait? Let's try to be great now. Let's try to be as good as we can now. Build the best football team that we can now. And in doing so, you're going to have to make some aggressive choices to do that. Obviously, the Raiders went to the postseason last year. This offseason, they added Chandler Jones. They added Devontae Adams, right? They made some significant uh, acquisitions to this roster. So my question for you, Ed, how good can the Raiders be right now? All right, are we back in the overreaction mode? Sure. Okay, win 10 games last year, and they lose to the team that made the Super Bowl by, uh, by a touchdown. Overreaction. They can be Super Bowl contenders this season. Wow, look at you go. Yeah. Oh, boy, I was excited last night. Oh, 159 to 59. Look oh, at you. Yeah, They're sure. going to run their way to the Super Bowl? Well, no, no I said they could be contenders. Oh, I didn't say, I didn't say they'd get. I didn't say they'd get there. I think they can be contenders. So keep that until they play the Chargers on the opening day. <laughs> Remember how I changed on Cincinnati last year? You're going to change you changed every week, week on Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. And then you change. still took a victory lap. <laughs> and if they lose 31 to 3 to Minnesota next week in a preseason oh, game, you're going to change. That's going to change after that. It's going to be great. So, okay. One of the things that I sort of love trying to look at with teams and front offices is when do they plan to win? And there are a lot of obvious cases, right? Teams will tank, and it's like, oh, it's very clear that team is not trying to win right now they're trying to be good two or three years in the road or maybe even longer than that and then it's very obvious there's teams that are trying to win right now right baseball trade deadline is a great example of that of teams that acquire Juan Soto and don't acquire Juan Soto right some of them are really obvious the Raiders I don't think is obvious because I think when Dave Ziegler says let's try to win right now I think he's lying not that they want to lose right now they certainly want to be competitive right now but if we're looking at like hey when do the Raiders plan to be a Super Bowl contender? I don't think it's this year. And Ziggler and McDaniels haven't said anything. This is just me trying to interpret 
the roster moves. But this offseason, the Raiders took care of the key positions, right? The key positions in football, quarterbacks, obviously, number one, but wide receiver, defensive end, and, you know, left tackle. Those are the other key positions in the NFL. And the Raiders gave Derek Carr an extension. They inherited Colton Miller and his extension. They went out and got Devontae Adams, and they went out and got Chandler Jones, and they paid Max Crosby. Those are the key positions in the NFL, and the Raiders locked those up, right? And they have some flexibility. They can move on from some of those guys if they want to. But they locked up those guys at the key positions. But they do not have a complete team. They do not have a complete roster. We've talked this whole show. We've talked about it the entire offseason. This offensive line is not going to be good. The secondary is probably not going to be good. They've got holes defensively. Most, we'll, we'll see. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that yet. But they might have some holes at defensive tackle. We'll see how their linebackers are this year. But this is not a complete team. And I don't think if you got Dave Ziegler honestly to say, do you think this roster can win the Super Bowl this year? I don't think he'd say yes. I think in all honesty, he would say no, because I think their plan was a two-off season plan. Come in this year. Let's take care of the key positions. Get the quarterback, get the defensive ends, get the wide receivers, get that settled. And then next offseason, fix the rest of the roster. Because it's hard to fix an entire roster in one offseason. And even though the Raiders went to the playoffs, they weren't a very good roster, right? They had some good players, but there were still a lot of problems with the roster. So I think their plan is to be Super Bowl contenders in 2023. Well, then the fix quarterback the key- better be good. Right, and He might exactly. not be around. Yeah, well, yeah, if he's really bad, they're going to have – it's not going to be 2023. But I think yeah, they get, the, get the key positions settled this offseason and then play this year, see what other holes – offensive line will most likely be one – see what other holes there are, fix that next offseason, and then have as close to a complete team as you can have. And if everything goes well, right, if Carr's good, if the Adams-Renfro-Waller trio works out well, if the defense, if Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, if neither one of them fall off because Chandler Jones is a little older, that might happen, right? And the next offseason, they make some good moves. They Legitimately, they could be a true Super Bowl contender in 2023. I think that is a legitimate timeline for the Raiders. Obviously, a lot's got to go right, but I think that is legitimate. And I think if we got Ziggler... To be honest, I think that's what he'd say. I think that's sort of what he'd admit to as far as timeline to win a Super Bowl. This year, it's like, hey, we want to win nine or ten games, be competitive, maybe win a playoff game. But in reality, they're not good enough to win four straight in the postseason. So what you're saying is they're going to play in the Super Bowl in their own stadium. Uh, yeah, that that would be the timeline, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's so, Arizona this year and then Vegas. Right. I think that's, that is, coincidentally what they are trying to set up. I don't think it's because the Super Bowl's in Vegas, no. but I think that was... <laughs> what if that was the only reason? <laughs> They're like, we don't we want to be good We gotta make a year. payment! <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, we don't want to be good this year. No, 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 no. Fix the offensive line. No, no, we gotta suck this year. Next year, we gotta be good. Uh, that would be great. But I think that is the realistic timeline for a Raiders Super Bowl contender. And if everything goes well, it could happen. Now, obviously, you know... Derek Carr could, you know, somehow regress, or the Adams Waller Renfro trio might not be as good as we think, or Chandler Jones just might not be as good as he used to be. And they're like, oh, we kind of aren't quite there with our key positions. And they've got to maybe fix some of that plus the offensive line or the D tackles or the secondary. And it becomes harder, but everything goes right. I think that's the season you really look at the Raiders and say, okay, 
this is the year they can do it, or that's the year they're planning to try and do it. Well, the most intriguing part the entire time has been the offensive line, right? Why haven't they done anything to the offensive line? And and after last night, they might be doing something here really quick. Right. Um, I mean, it's... It's funny that we talk about it all. Last season, they weren't good. We talk about it all offseason. They don't do anything. And then the first preseason game, we're like, oh, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. I mean, I can see your point. I just thought, you know, getting there last year, 10 wins, only, you know, losing by seven to the team that made the Super Bowl. They're not that far away, and weird things happen in the playoffs. Um, I don't think they can win the Super Bowl this year, but if you tell me they win one more game and you're kind of closer, that wouldn't surprise me at all. If the offense, if, if, if the line can hold up well enough for those trio to have a, a, you know great years, all of them, I think they can score some points. And if you get in there, who knows? Like I said, I I didn't think the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl last year, and they were in that game. You know, they were in that game for most of it. Yeah, I think we're gonna get because we've seen this throughout his entire career. I think we're gonna get inconsistent Carr a little too much for them to be a true contender this year. That we're gonna get oh uh, because the offensive line is bad. Derek Carr is gonna have some bad games. Like, I think that's going to happen just enough this year to where... Maybe not to his fault, totally. Right, no, not always. It'll be, Man. oh, uh, that Brandon Parker guy is playing every snap, and I'm getting hit every time. Right. right. But I think there's going to be enough of games where the Raiders score 10 points, right? And the, the Devontae Adams is held to 32 yards or something like that, because, mainly because the offensive line isn't good enough or something. And that'll be enough to make them, you know, a nine or ten win team. And they've got to come from the wild card, and they got to win three road games to get the Super Bowl. And that just becomes entirely too difficult for this team to do. I mean, I, right. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still going to say the Super Bowl contenders. I'm overreacting. Look at you. I'm All overreacting. Right. Well, I don't Looking even know forward. how much of an overreaction is, Jared. Until they lose to Minnesota next week, <laughs> I'm saying they are Super Bowl contenders. He's on the record. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all I was gonna, all I was gonna quickly say is, uh, how. Is it the first bad game where we suddenly hear, well, you know, Derek Carr hasn't been in Josh McDaniel's system for very yeah, oh, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. He, they go three and out against Minnesota with the starters, and you're going to hear that. Oh, God. I, it's the worst. It, like Live from the press he, box. He's been doing this for how many years? And, but it's like, ah, this system's so yeah. confusing, this man. This is his ninth year. It's going to be ridiculous. All right. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Bischoff's Briefs. How was the game? Not very good. Have you ever seen a good hockey game? No, me neither. I love sports. I just can't get next to hockey. Bischoff's Briefs. See, I think Americans like to savor situations. One down, bottom of the ninth. One run game, first and third. Left-handed batter, right-hand reliever. Infield, a double play depth. Here's the pitch. Bischoff's Briefs. What's going in hockey? It seems to come out of nowhere. The play-by-play guy is always shocked. Le Petier. Passes to Huckenshuck, who skates past the blue line. Huckenshuck, of course, was traded from Winnipeg for a case of Labatt's after sitting out last season with, oh my God, he scores! Bischoff's Briefs. Are you muted? You muted, buddy? I heard absolutely no imaging. Oh, I'm here. All right. Nothing in my headphones until am I muted. I blame Danny. It's Danny's Danny fault. just walked in the uh, studio. Things I, are already fine. I blame. Apart. I blame Jared. He told <laughs> me, fair. "Hey, I need you on the board. I got to go do something." That's fair. Definitely Jared's fault. Hi, Danny. Uh, yeah. No, I heard nothing. I'm here though. Um, okay. 
I got a fun story, non-sports related. Uh, this is an old story too, so you might have heard it. But apparently, back in 1987, a guy named Steve Rothstein bought a lifetime ticket from American Airlines. They apparently were selling lifetime tickets for $250,000. It depended on how old you were at the time, but his was $250,000. And that would get him a first-class seat on any American Airlines flight for the rest of his life. And he bought it in 1987. And he also ended up, I think a year later, bought a companion pass that was also a lifetime ticket, meaning he could take someone with him. Uh, that cost him $150,000. Uh, the main rule was that he could not like pass this on to anybody, right? When he couldn't give it to anybody, and when he died, it died too. The ticket was done. It was just for him. But a lifetime ticket, so he could travel on, he could book a flight, any American Airlines flight, and sit in first class. He apparently took 30 million miles worth of flights until American Airlines canceled it in 2008. They canceled his lifetime ticket that they sold him. And American Airlines claimed that he was committing fraud, and that's why they canceled it. Now, there's a big story. There's a long story in uh, The Guardian about this. Uh, apparently, American Airlines, their claim for fraud was two-part. Number one, that he was booking flights that he never intended to take, flights that he never <laughs> showed up for. Right. He would book a flight and then he just wouldn't show up. There was a time period from 2005 to 2008 where they said he did not show up or he canceled 84 percent of the flights that he booked. The other part of their fraud claim was that he would book a fake name for the companion pass. He did not. Ha he would book a, the second seat under Steve Rothstein Jr., even though there is no Steve Rothstein junior and then he would if he just found somebody that wanted to go with them they would go with him and fly on that plane because remember a lot of this was happening before 9 11 so flying was a uh, much less of a hassle you could actually bring somebody on sometimes without an id or without their name matching what was on the actual ticket so this guy so before it got canceled he flew all of the time again racked up 30 million miles this was a guy whose his daughter explained it as like He'd get on a plane in the morning and he'd be back for dinner. Like he'd go fly somewhere <laughs> and would come back for dinner at home. Like he was on a plane all of the time. They apparently took a spontaneous, the family took a spontaneous Christmas trip to Tokyo. It was like, hey, let's go to Tokyo. And it's like, it's Christmas. Okay. They went to Tokyo. And like this guy flew all the time. And I think I would too if I had lifetime free tickets on American Airlines. This is like one of the greatest, I don't know, like deals in the history of, you know, America. So they end up canceling it. He sued them for $7 million being like, well, that's the value of the rest of my life flying on American Airlines. And he actually lost. The court sided with American Airlines saying that, yeah, this was committing fraud. But his main argument was that every time he booked a flight, and every time he booked sort of a fake name for that second seat that he had, it was with an American Airlines employee approving it. Because he said he never used a computer to book his flights. Every time he would book a flight, he would call American Airlines and he would do it through a representative. And they were the ones that were approving. Yep, we know there's no Steve Rothstein Jr., but we're fine with booking that flight. 
here's your two tickets for whatever flight you wanted to get on there. So I think it's a little bit ridiculous that American Airlines was allowed to cancel his lifetime ticket because their own employees were okay with the fraud they say he was committing. How often do you think he'd really travel? If I had a lifetime ticket, yeah, and you had a companion, like with your fiance, like how 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 long do you how often do you think you travel? Because I understand what you're saying. Like I travel all the time. I travel all the time. I don't know if I would. So, I mean, okay. I, I guess if you can afford that. Did we say what he did for a living? Uh, it did in the story, and I can't. Okay, remember so what it was. I mean, he had some discretionary income, obviously. Right. Exactly. So, so he, he probably had a job where he, you know, he could take some time and travel. Right. I think. Okay. I think one of the key things is that because the airline ticket is free, you could legitimately get on a plane, spend the day in a different city, and get on a plane and be back home, and like you don't have to pay for a hotel or anything. So you can basically take a day trip anywhere you can reasonably fly for for free i mean whatever you're going to spend on food or whatever you're doing in that city sure but like you don't have to pay like when you're traveling paying for transportation and where you're staying are the two expensive things but this guy could just get on a plane and it's completely free and he could be back at night and not have to pay to actually stay somewhere i think that's something you would do but also like get on a plane on a like for me friday today after the show get on a plane where the hell are the astros playing i'm going to cleveland today going to watch the Astros for two days, spend one night at a hotel, and I'll be back Sunday mm-hmm. night. I mean, I, I think if I had think free, how much I'd travel. If I had free airline Never tickets, I think I'd be, I'd be <laughs> a lot of – I would probably be doing the show on the road like 90% of the time. <laughs> Danny just said you'd never see me. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. My, my off days, nobody in the, within 100 miles of where I live would ever see me. You'd be on a plane somewhere. Oh, yeah. Like, if me and my girlfriend had this and we didn't have our daughter, well, even with her, we could just pay for a third ticket. We'd be traveling constantly. Absolutely. And I I think one other key detail is, like, it's a lot more of a hassle to fly now. Like, you've got to get to the airport so early and everything. The whole security thing and all that. Yeah. From 87 to 2001, it was much like you could show up to the airport much closer to your actual flight. Sure. And not have an issue. So it was less of a hassle. Like nowadays, you know, it's a, oh, you better plan to get the, you got to plan two hours in advance before your flight even takes off type of thing. So it's more of a hassle now than it would have been for him in the, in the 90s there. But I still think I'd be, I'd be gone. I don't know if I'd rack up 30 million miles worth of flights, <laughs> but I'd be gone on a pretty regular basis. I think so. Absolutely. And I'd be, and I'd be doing the show on clean feet every day. I'd be like, <laughs> what? You want me to come in and do it from the studio? I don't think so. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm flying New York to Iowa. Today. Sorry about it. Yeah, exactly. That's so what uh, I'd be doing. Uh, the the guy who owned the tickets uh, back in the '80s, he was a stockbroker. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. All right. And then yeah. uh, I did a little bit of math, and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars back then when he bought it today is the equivalent to about six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's pretty good. So his when he sued Air American Airlines. He sued them for $7 million because his claim was, okay, you've taken away a lifetime of flights. I'm His valuation was, hey, it'll that's worth $7 million. Because he evaluated how long he would live. Right. Basically, based on how old he was and based on the, the price average, of airline tickets and everything. Yeah, the it was average like, hey, lifespan. Right. This would be $7 million that you're robbing me of. And so, like, 
seven million. He was seventy, I think, at the time. Like I'm imagining, if American Airlines offered this again and just using his seven million dollars, if you're seventy years old, like I'm thirty years old, would that be like twenty five million dollars I'd have to pay for lifetime air tickets? It could be, and like, you're not going to Iowa, right? That's a ridiculous <laughs> amount. But like I know back in the day, not that I have two hundred fifty thousand dollars right now, but like. That's a hell of a deal. Even though it got canceled, I think unfairly on this guy, he still got a hell of a deal for two hundred fifty thousand, or technically four hundred thousand dollars for two tickets, and he racked up thirty million miles. That is an, one of the best deals of all time. All right, coming up next, Cassie Soto joins the show. It's the only thing in her life she could call an engagement. Raiders.com's Cassie Soto joins the press box for her weekly hit. Hello, Cassie. Hello. Uh, do you do you think all stadiums should have a roof? <laughs> Probably. Unbelievable. We got. I these feel damn... like anywhere, anywhere where there's always like inclement weather should have a roof. Right? What are they doing in yeah. the Midwest? There wouldn't be it's many ridiculous. places without a roof then. Yeah. Should be every. That's what should be everywhere, Ed. Like San Diego can get away with it. Nobody else. Yeah, I agree. San Francisco? Eh, it rains there some, doesn't it? Yeah, it rains there. rains there yeah, enough. No, it was sprinkling it, out here today. Of course, we have a roof, roof on our stadium. Oh, it of was course more than sprinkling. Oh, was it raining did. hard? Oh, when I went out there, it was pouring. Really? Oh, yeah. Cassie, today? Cassie, you? Got any rain over, no. at the ho- you over at the house, or are you still in the studio? No, I'm at the house. No rain. Last night, a little bit, but nothing today. How was last uh, night's show, kid? Uh, I think good. Wait, what's the show? <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? Where was I supposed to be? Weren't, weren't you weren't you tweeting from the game and weren't you uh, covering the game in some sort? Or have I missed yeah. have I missed the boat yeah. on that? <laughs> oh right, I was working yesterday. Yeah. Yes. I thought I thought I was just having some fun with some friends on Twitter. It's yeah, always no, working. It went well. It went well. I, I, the most interaction I got was during the rain delay when I asked everybody what was for dinner, and I only thought I'd get a couple people ask, uh, replying, and people really like to talk about their dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to talk, talk about my dinner. Actually, it was my lunch. All right, here's, here's what I did yesterday. I went to Chipotle, and I ordered a kid's meal because in this <laughs> kid's meal, you get two tortillas for tacos, and then you get to pick three ingredients that go in there. I picked chicken, their salsa, and some cheese, and then you make your own taco. It also comes with chips and a small drink. So, And they also give you more chicken, salsa, and cheese than you actually need for the tacos. So then I ate my chips with the leftover chicken, salsa, and cheese all mixed together. And that was $5.80. And I feel like a genius. That might be the smartest like statement you've ever made. <laughs> yeah. It was great. And I, I, don't, I, I don't even like Chipotle, though. Oh, I'm hold beyond... on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, we don't say that stuff on radio. Oh, man. Oh, you're right, you're right. <laughs> come on, come can on. I, you can never I know. say Can I say what I prefer? Yeah, yes. you can say what you prefer because they oh, okay. might sponsor us as well. <laughs> okay, great. Zabas. Oh, that's okay. I know a few okay. people who are like that. Willie's like that. He prefers yeah. Zabas over Chipotle. Yeah. Right. Zabas, I mean, more, times, <laughs> more times than not, they put so much stuff in the burrito that they have to add an extra tortilla because the burrito is so big, and I don't think you get that problem at Chipotle. All right, give me uh, give me your grade on Cafe Rio. 
negative three out of ten. Oh, oh man. Yeah, it's the well, best you know, one. this is not. This is it's the best. We, we want people to sponsor our show. We want people to sponsor our show. <laughs> they can sponsor me. Thomas Thomas to dish out all the cash. Oh my gosh, you Tyler, you like it? Oh, it's the best one of all the like. What do you call them? Fast, casual Mexican restaurants here. Cafe Rio is far and away the best. Like it's not even. What close. do you get there? I've tried it. I've given it like three different chances, and oh, I've ordered I... three different things, hoping that maybe that was just a one-off, and it's not. The well, I mean, the best meat to get is their sweet barbacoa. That's far and away the best meat to get. Their chickens, their shredded chickens, good. Before the pandemic, they used to do like this coconut shrimp on tuesdays i don't think they do it anymore but they used to and that was delicious and then uh, you can get it whatever you want sometimes you get a burrito sometimes you get an enchilada sometimes you get a quesadilla sometimes you get tacos it's all delicious mm-hmm. zabas zabas is where it's at might have it's to get pretty. that for lunch now now i will say cafe rio significantly more expensive than my five dollar and eighty cents chipotle <laughs> kids meal yesterday you know zabas kids eat free on sunday so you could just Take a to-go order, a kid's meal to-go, and you could, you know, say you have then, your child at home, Tyler. Don't don't you have to order, like, a, an adult meal to get it for yeah. free? Like, so, yeah. So Brandy, Brandy can get the adult meal, and you, you can, can get the eat the child meal. Child yeah. meal. But, <laughs> but I was eating lunch by myself yesterday, so I was like, I, gotta, I, gotta, I ordered it on the app first and then just walked in and picked it up so I didn't have to have the shame of ordering it in front of people. Oh, it was, isn't that it was the great. worst? Yeah, but yeah. It was, uh, not yesterday. It was great. I ordered on the app. So, yeah, I feel incredibly smart today. That's the best. Cause it, okay, this is when I realized that I think I'm, I'm like old because I'm like thinking back to when I was in high school and college, I was always like, oh, I can eat at a fast food restaurant for like 5 or $6. Now, if you eat at a fast food restaurant, it's like $12 to get <laughs> oh, something yeah. there. Uh, it depends what you get. Well, I could still well, eat for 5 spent, or 6 bucks. We literally spent, and it was just Bonnie and I, and it's and we didn't overindulge i'm serious well you know just a, you know, it seemed like a few things 1565 at taco bell oh man Ooh, taco no. bell is usually the go-to if right. you want to stay i know on the we end. didn't feel we overindulged when we came home we're like boy this isn't doesn't seem like a lot i mean our prices price is still going up because that's usually what puts me over what'd you get the cine twist in the in the frozen Baja Blast. That's usually what adds a few more dollars. Oh, basically, got some tacos, maybe a little quesadilla, and a drink. I was going to say Ed's oh. look of confusion. I don't know if he's had <laughs> Wait, either of those Wait, before. No, the, da- the, the daughter on. loves the Baja Blast. Is, oh, are those the, the are those the blue drinks? Yeah, injected into my veins. <laughs> yeah, the light so blue. Good. Yeah, okay. There's the nothing more it. overrated than the Baja Blast Mountain Dew. It's not oh, good. It's so good. I'm not just, even close. I'm just but, shocked that Tyler went somewhere else besides Chick Fil A. Yeah, oh, in, in, Danny, in and outs in and outs the best fast food restaurant. In and out is not the best oh, fast food restaurant. Best. But I get yeah, off the air, it is Danny. so overrated. Tyler agreeing a... with the daughter. We had this argument the other night where to go for the best thing, oh. and I said tropical oh. smoothie. Come on, mocha madness, extra dark chocolate. What? And, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you listen. do not get chocolate in your smoothie. Also, with your Java chip. Listen, yes, listen. If you have not <laughs> had the chipotle chicken sandwich minus the bacon. And the uh, what? Uh, Mocha Madness Extra Dark Chocolate Regular, you haven't lived. Okay, all right. You were in a conversation about best fast food meals, and you went with tropical smoothie? Yeah, I, I, I did. She went, she went in and out, and she says there's no second. She said it's not even close. Uh, the only I could that... eat in and out every day of my life. The really? only thing that makes in and out good is their sauce. You just, I mean, 
their their fries are bland unless you put some unless you get the uh um, hold on, hold on, Danny. You want to talk about feasting for twenty dollars? Go to In and Out. Yeah, it's great. But that—that's what I'm saying. Like their their food is good for because of the low price. But I mean, I can't eat their fries unless I, they're animal style. I can't eat the meat. I go with the, I go with the grilled cheese. You can't eat the meat. What? I go with the grilled cheese. It, it's it's like a double double, no meat. Yeah, my girlfriend gets or yeah. fiance gets that. Yeah. But what do you mean you can't eat the meat? It's a thin patty. I, I do chicken. So wait, do you not eat hamburgers? Period. No, I don't eat them. Oh, okay, oh, okay. okay. I thought this sense. was like you don't like In and Out's hamburgers. No, no, I no. I, no. Okay. No. Okay. I could not comprehend what you were trying. No, to No, my kids have eaten point. enough of them to where I realize they're very good. Okay, I want to go back something. <laughs> I want to go back something Cassie said. Ed, do you know what the cinnamon twists are at uh, Taco Bell? No, I only know about the Baja oh. drink because she drinks them. The cinnamon twists are like the twist. best thing on their menu. Are they they, they sound like a dessert. Yeah, it's like yeah. a I don't know how to describe it, but they're delicious. It's like they're a great. twisted, fluffy think churro, but like fluffier, okay. like lighter. Yeah. Okay, I know what a churro is. All right. And yeah, okay. yeah. cinnamon, it's great. They're fun- it's the best thing on their menu. They make a mess though. So oh, yeah, 100%. don't eat them in the car. Yeah, well, you don't can. recommend eating them in the car. Yeah, but they're great. They're the best thing that Taco Bell has. But uh, that's like Taco Bell, and then like you got to do like dollar menus. It's the only way you're eating for like six dollars nowadays at a fast food restaurant. So I'm, I'm old. Burrito, no onions. Yeah, I'm old complaining about inflation. Apparently, that's that's what my dad <laughs> does every time I see him. So he's rubbing off on me. It's Cassie, ridiculous. Cassie, did you yeah. say it's wrong to put chocolate in a smoothie? Yeah, who does that? Extra dark chocolate. <laughs> That's a milkshake, Ed. That you the cho- <laughs> the chocolate banana smoothie used to be my go-to, and then I started getting the uh, kiwi quencher. It's strawberry and kiwi. No, it's the mango yeah. madness one, or I think that's what it's called, mango madness or something. That I got, I used to get the um, at Dutch Brothers. I used to get the uh, the grasshopper until Adam Hill made me feel really bad. Yeah, there's <laughs> twelve thousand calories in a. No, small. no. Oh, you were sitting there. Remember that? And he looked up yeah. and goes, he goes. 80 grams of carbs. I said, yeah, but I do the Peloton afterwards. He goes, do you do it for an hour and a half? Because that's how long you have to do it to get rid of all those carbs. Now I can't get the grasshopper anymore. I'm depressed. So you get a a mocha madness smoothie? Well, I haven't looked up the ingredients, so I can still get it. If I look up the ingredients, I'm sure I'll be out that day. You don't want to look up those ingredients. Just go in and out and get the milkshake. Can I ask you why you get the bacon off of the sandwich you get? Because I don't I need bacon or burgers or anything. I just ate, really? I just ate the bacon off. Yeah. So wait, do you all, you only eat chicken as chicken, like a chicken a meat? Chicken, uh, fish, salmon, shrimp, chicken. We have way too much chicken, man. My kids just kill me on that. They're like, dude, <laughs> you have got to get off the chicken. We have chicken. We have something with chicken every night. Pasta and chicken, chicken, chicken breasts, everything. Oh. They're not. They do not. They do their own shopping. I mean, my son's gone now. He's in. He's in Texas in school, but I mean, they do their own shopping because they know when we come home, it's pretty much all chicken. Oh man! <laughs> well, you go chicken, to Chick Fil A every day. I do. Chick Fil A's great. I eat a lot of chicken too, yes. but I, I you, eat other meats as well. Do you have the? Uh, do you have an account with Chick Fil A, like on the app, and get all the points and stuff? What kind of a question is that? Of course I do. What oh, tier zero every morning? What tier? The the highest one. What is it? Signature or something like uh, that? Of course. I'm on, what do you get? What free I'm stuff do you silver. get? You get you accumulate points every time you buy something, Cassie, and then each menu item has a certain number of points you can redeem it for. So you can get Wait, real what, quick, what? a total sidebar, total sidebar, because I'm yeah. watching ESPN right now. Did you guys already talk about 
Hunter Renfro being the cheapest guy on the team. Yeah, yes, yeah, we did. The, uh, ordering the world's smallest Uber. Yeah, with you. Do you believe he's a couponer at the grocery store? Oh, what is the the coupon? What is this the show? Extreme couponing. Yes, yes. Oh man, love it. The yeah. grocery store owes him money him. when he leaves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, you owe um, me thirty-seven cents. Cassie, did you see Mark uh, Davis eating a chicken wing? <laughs> That's the exact reason I don't eat chicken wings. Because <laughs> I feel like everyone looks like that when they eat chicken wings. Yeah. Oh, it's great. He's phenomenal. We don't eat those. Phenomenal. <laughs> All right, Cassie. Well, get Cassie, out of here. now that we've successfully de- declined 14 sponsors, we appreciate your spot today. <laughs> Bye. Go to Zama's. See you. So there's Cassie Soto. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, doesn't like Cafe Rio, which is a crime. All right. Coming up next, we will end the show. But first, we got tickets to give away. What are we giving away today? We are giving away uh, Aces tickets. Four tickets in the ESPN fan zone for the Las Vegas Aces against the Chicago Sky on August 11th at the Michelob Ultra Arena. The fan zone is brought to you by West Star Credit Union and Finley Volkswagen Henderson. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We'll take caller number seven at 702-364-1100. You'll win four tickets to Aces and... Push a little harder and we'll think a little deeper and a little sharper. These were unbreakable. Like to me, it means we'll play anywhere. We'll play on grass, we'll play in turf, Landfill doesn't matter. And that's what we got to be. That's who we have to be. Because we'll tread water as long as it takes to bury you. Let's go to work, man. It's about to be fun. O and D. You're locked in the press box. Ed is gone. So it's Jared and Danny in studio. Me from home. It's going to be a fun way to end the show. Good thing we only got a few minutes we got to cover here. Jared, I have a question for you, though. Actually, I have two questions. First off, what do you think Allegiant Stadium looks like? A Roomba. Okay. What do you believe costs more money? Building Allegiant Stadium or acquiring Roomba as a company? Oh, man. Just just because he's asking the question, I think it's building the stadium. Yeah, it's going to have to be building the stadium. So Amazon just acquired Roomba. And if you remember, Allegiant Stadium was built for $1.9 billion. Amazon paid for Roomba $1.7 billion. Yes. Daddy's dancing in the studio. Yes. So our giant Roomba is almost the same price as the entire company of Roomba. How does I don't understand how Amazon keeps buying things while they currently have like worker protests throughout the world. Like they like because the pandemic skyrocketed how much money they made. Yeah, all right, that's fair. They just I didn't mean, pass it on to anybody. Well, no, why would you? <laughs> I mean, Bezos didn't Bezos like triple his net worth after it got cut in half just in the pandemic alone? Yeah, he literally got a divorce and then got richer, which is not what's supposed to happen. Uh, Jared, I also I have another story for you as well. Did you see, uh, as of yesterday, Whit Merrifield is now vaccinated. Ooh. <laughs> the maybe the, the former people, maybe he just didn't like the doctors in Kansas. That's why. That's what it was. The well, they former play, Kansas hey, City hey, Royal. Hey, he, they play in Missouri. All right. What's he doesn't the, like people in Missouri then. Uh, all right. The, that's neither did I. That's why I don't <laughs> live there anymore. The former Kansas City Royal uh, got traded to the Toronto Blue Jays. You have to be vaccinated to enter the country still. Uh, He did not play when the Royals played in Toronto earlier this year, 
But he did give a quote saying, well, if I was on a contender, I might consider getting vaccinated. Uh, he has now been vaccinated because he wants to actually play for a team that's kind of good. And he would probably lose all of his money if he couldn't play yeah. for any of the home games that the Blue Jays are going to play. Suddenly doing his own research involved checking his bank account and going, <laughs> whoa, wait, what? I, I wonder if Kansas City traded him to Toronto just because he was unvaccinated, nope, hoping that he would have to sit out the season. I mean, see, that's we we went a different route with it, which was Kansas City was doing a public health service when yeah. they were like, we will trade, <laughs> we will trade our unvaccinated players, and we will make sure that they become healthy members of society. Yep, I am one hundred percent on board with the Royals being a public health servant just to get Whit Merrifield vaccinated. Although poor people in Toronto now they have to deal with Whit Merrifield. Yeah, he's not a bad player. I mean, he's fine. No, no, I mean, he's obviously kind of, you know, Aaron Rodgers level of crazy. Uh, I think it's, I see, I give baseball players a pass because, like, basketball players and college fo or, uh, football players at least had to go to some college where baseball players are like, yeah, when I was 17, suddenly I'm in Albuquerque with a bunch of 24-year-olds. They wish they were. See, that's the thing. They wish they were in Albuquerque. Instead, when you're 17, you're in some random city nobody's ever heard jupiter, of jupiter like florida, florida. Yeah. yeah you're right you're right you're in jupiter florida going well i could read mm, yeah. probably not gonna read let's see do you think whit merrifield went to college um i mean he might uh, maybe did he i'm assuming he did. yes he oh. went to south carolina oh okay well south carolina you know maybe he took one of those swahili classes that the uh, the south the north carolina team took Oh, he had a walk-off hit in the College World Series to give South Carolina the title. Wow, yeah. that's pretty big. Yeah. Good for him. Now he's vaccinated. Now he's in Toronto. Yeah, okay. So there's Whit Merrifield. Okay, how many more minutes we got? I'm out of, I'm out of stuff. <laughs> uh, 90 seconds. We got, yeah, we got about a minute and a half. All right, do you want... Do you want, do you want so, to... Oh, go, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. no, no, no. De degenerate, go. Oh no! Well, I did place a bet this morning. Oh Jesus! It's okay. it's actually not a bad one. Um, I don't believe you. Hold on! I I actually I bet Wait, on the Astros remember? to win the World Series. Oh, what are, they, what are their odds? Kind right of, now? kind of. Kind I bet of, on Jesus. the World but, Series winner to be from the state of Texas because oh, yeah. it you've, paid you've out more than yeah. just betting on the Astros. Yeah, yeah, you've been telling telling me about this for a while now. What what were the odds on the state of Texas to win the World Series? Uh, the state of Texas was at plus four thirty. Okay, that yeah. doesn't seem very. Wait, what are the Astros? That doesn't seem very good. Uh, I think the Astros were like plus three eighty. Oh, okay. Yeah, so That's a little good. better, about half dollar. I'll give you. Um, I usually only bet on the Super Bowl. But I did, after collecting uh, my massive $20 in winnings on Super Bowl bets, I put $20 on the Astros to win the World Series. They were 12 to 1 at the time, so you should have nice. bet on them then. I, yeah. also, uh, I also took a week one uh, two-team parlay. Oh, you're doing a parlay? It's August 5th, Danny! I know, but it's it's fine. What are you doing a parlay for on August 5th for games in a month? I got the Ravens money line and the Bengals money line. So I'm, I'm all right. I like it. And? Yeah, parlay. What happens when Joe Burrow blows out his knee in like two weeks? Hey, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Jesus. Parlays a month in advance. You are a degenerate.